Pod. On this week's episode of Good Pod Lemon, we sing Perfect Harmonies Perfectly, we get an angry email from Michael Shannon, and we make some important self-reflections regarding Rachel Dratch. Hey nerds, welcome to the 15th episode of Good Pod Lemon, a podcast chronicling three superfans' quest to never forget the rural juror by rehashing, reliving, and reminiscing about every last episode of the NBC classic 30 Rock. I am your producer, Pete Jack William Rogers, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Elise Morgan and Molly McFadden. How's everybody doing? Well, my roommate slash Molly's sister, Emma, made some sugar cookies from scratch, and they're the best things I've ever eaten. And this is my official, like, notice that if anyone wants cookies, please come get them, because I will eat all of them right now. (laughs) Nice. I'm like, Emma, I'll literally eat all of these. She's like, good. And I'm like, no, Emma, not good. Not good at all. (laughs) I need to get rid of these. So a week and a half from now, when you're listening to this, go to Elise's house if you know where she lives. (laughs) I went to Nebraska last weekend. I know you guys heard me talk about Val's Pumpkin Patch. I was a walking advertisement for it. And I still am a walking advertisement for it because I got a commemorative cup and a sweatshirt while I was there. Beautiful. I love that. It was the best time. We are going, as I told Molly already, and Jack obviously knows Mm -hmm. this, I think it'll be, this episode will come out right after This episode comes out two days after we will have gone to... To, um, what's it called? Richardson Adventure Farm! Richardson Adventure Farms, which we haven't been there yet, but online it looks like it has a lot of similar activities to Vallas, so I am looking forward to hopefully having an Illinois Vallas to go to, because I have been very Vallas deprived. Um, They have the world's largest corn maze, so I'm very excited about that. Of course, Vallas will always have a special place in my heart, but I am still excited to at least get to experience a close second. Hopefully. We'll see. Maybe it'll be horrible. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be a great time, but eager to keep everyone updated on that. Uh, Are we ready to do the episode? We are ready to do the episode. Yeah. The 15th episode of 30 Rock is titled Hardball. It was written by Tina Fey and Matt Hubbard and was directed by Don Scardino. Hardball originally aired on NBC on February 22nd, 2007. Another interesting thing that happened on this day, in 2015, Julianne Moore won the Academy Award for Best Actress and became one of many Oscar winners to grace the 30 Rock stage. Ooh. Good for her. She's very talented. She is very talented. Kelsey and I still need to watch uh, Dear Evan Hansen. No, uh, I don't think you do. She's in that. No, we need to watch it because it's terrible. We watched (laughs) the Jenny Nicholson video the moment it came out. It was an, it's an hour and 17 minutes long, and it was like 10.30, and we were like, we're pretty tired, maybe we should go to bed. And then we saw that the video had come out, and we're like, okay, we're going to watch this right now. Uh, and it was great, and everyone should watch the Jenny Nicholson video. I don't know what that is. Jenny Nicholson? I don't know who that is. She's, uh, she's a video essayist on YouTube. She's really smart. Mm-hmm. Her, her stuff is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway... The episode opens on a photo shoot for Maxim's Sexiest Women in Comedy. Jenna is dressed in some very revealing lingerie and is putting salad dressing on her skin to get a better sheen. 
Jenna tells Liz there's no shame in posing in Maxim, and then proceeds to slide all over the set with a rubber chicken in her mouth. This is sort of like a long plant for when they do the Funniest Women in New York shoot later, uh, and Jenna oh, tells yeah. Liz to never hold the chicken. She's like, that's yeah. the picture they always use. Why did so. I never put that together? I'm a fake fan, honestly. You are a fake fan. <laughs> um, no, I put that together when I was watching it this time because I was waiting <laughs> for Jenna to do the like whole like never pose with a chicken. I was like, wait, that's a different episode. Then I'm like, oh wait, that like you know, I'm like mm. like all the like wires in my brain connecting. <laughs> that together i felt like you know the thing of like the woman looking at all the math yeah <laughs> i'm like if no one knows what i'm talking about i'm gonna sound like a crazy person no 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 i do i do and <laughs> okay, it's cool. her like eyes shift yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> time jumps to liz's office where jack is telling her that it's time for his favorite thing in the world negotiation Pete comes in to ask Jack for a meeting, and Jack negotiates the time of the meeting with ridiculous terms. Liz tells Jack to go easy during his upcoming negotiation with Josh because he is sweet but dumb. Jack insists that Liz sit in on the meeting. While describing the value of knowing how to negotiate, Jack lets it slip that Josh is popular with female viewers from age 12 to 24, which is important because young women will buy just about anything. Yeah, like, they'll buy anything. Like, Elise's jackets? I'm joking! I just want to plug <laughs> Elise's art, everyone. Elise's no, art. You. Elise paints jackets and totes and anything else. And also made a jacket for Ellery Smith? I did. I did. Do you know her? Yeah, via the internet. Not, Damn. like, in real life, but yeah. Sure. That's really cool. On the soundstage, Tracy tells Grizzin.com that their quest to help a dethroned Nigerian prince get money out of Africa was a success, and the reward <laughs> check cleared. Tracy suggests that they treat themselves, and .com proposes that they add someone else to the entourage. After throwing out some names, Kenneth appears with Tracy's lunch order. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant. Tracy asks Kenneth to be part of his entourage and tells him he has been looking for someone to harmonize with. The two launch into Tomorrow from the hit musical Annie, and Grizz remarks that this is a really sweet moment. <laughs> Cue the opening credits. Can we try singing in harmony like this? Yes, I'm really good at Kenneth's try. part. Okay, you got Kenneth's part? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a headphone out so that uh, I'll just... We'll, yeah, the... Right the, there. Okay, the, yeah. The... Okay. Okay. One, three... The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. There'll be sun. This is a really sweet moment. Awesome! I can't wait to hear that sound. Fa la la Also, I'm tone deaf, so apologies. I bet that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> and Grizz says it so genuinely. In the writer's room, the group is reading the issue of Maxim with Jenna's shoot. A worried Liz comes in and tells Jenna that she comes across as crazy in her interview. A flashback shows a chaotic photo shoot where Jenna can't hear the questions being asked and ends up being quoted as hating the troops. Liz and Jenna <laughs> hope that it won't be a big deal. Um, I just want to get ahead of it and say that this is one of my favorite bits in season one of this show. <laughs> like, this whole, like, Jenna constantly getting everything wrong and, like, 
saying that she hates the troops. Like this is one uh-huh. of, this is maybe my favorite bit in all of season one. Anyways. They think what um, they do is so important, but it's just a bunch of guys just... prancing around in costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just a bunch of gay guys prancing yeah. around in costume. Yeah, a bunch of gay guys. It, it, the gay is very important. That's uh-huh. a big um, long setup for Defuan to say that he was unfairly thrown out of the military because he went all berserk around all the dudes and tried to bang everyone. <laughs> The scene cuts to Liz and Jenna up in Jack's office, watching a news story blasting NBC, General Electric, and the Shinehart Wig Company for Jenna's comment. Jack tells the women that Jenna will be appearing on Hardball to fix the situation. A confused Jenna asks if she should prepare a song. Next, Liz walks in on Josh taking pictures of his uvula, and he asks her if his vulva looks swollen. (laughs) Liz pulls him aside and warns him that Jack is gunning for him. Josh looks worried, but Liz assures them that he's safe because he tests great with women aged 12 to 24. Josh tells Liz that Alan told him not to talk about any of this. Liz asks who Alan is. In the next scene, the aforementioned Alan introduces himself to Jack as Josh's agent. To Jack's amusement, Alan uses ridiculous vocabulary such as trubs, smiles times, and sketch manana to set up a meeting with Jack. Jack tells Alan his sketch is wide open and says, Asta manana. This is our one episode only actor. This is David Allen Bash. He's the guy. He's been on one episode of 30 Rock, several iterations of Law and Order. But what I found interesting that you guys won't care about at all You're right, uh, is and that I'll out bully of you about 20, this fact as soon as you say it. Out of 20, uh, out of his 58 acting gigs, 20 of them, uh, he was just appearing on a single episode of a series. And then that was it. I don't know what the ratio is like for most actors, but I thought that was. I thought that was pretty interesting. That no one else really finds it common. interesting. <laughs> I think that's, I think over a third of your stuff is being on one episode of something and dipping. I don't know. I wonder if that's, well, if I don't that's think high he or dipped. low or normal. I think they just didn't hire him for more shit. I, listen, <laughs> I am allowed to wonder aloud. All right. And we're allowed to bully you aloud. Freedom of speech. <laughs> First Amendment. I'm an American. These are my rights. <laughs> we will put a casino on the moon. Thank you. <laughs> but just to reiterate. And if you're blind, I am a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But just to reiterate, David Allen Bash, he has been on Law & Order. So this segment of this one episode only actor appearing on Law & Order is successful. Uh huh. I think we've lost sight of what's important about this segment. I think I've gained a vision, is what I think. I think that I've gained a vision of me bullying you for every time you go off topic. <laughs> the podcast is a living document, much like the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> we then see Tracy and Kenneth harmonizing to Salt and Pepper's What a Man. Tracy asks the entourage what is on the schedule for today, and Grizz says he has marked them down for Halo. Tracy says he loves Halo. He loves it so much, he wants to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Grizz and Dotcom laugh at that joke as much as they did the first time Tracy made the joke, but Kenneth tells the group that Tracy already made that joke. Tracy says he likes to keep things fresh. He likes to keep things fresh so much, he wants to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant. (laughs) 
Tracy and Kenneth, which makes no sense. <laughs> he wants to take keeping things fresh behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Anyways, Tracy and Kenneth begin playing Halo, and Kenneth beats Tracy. Tracy gets upset and has Grizz come sit on him to calm him down. I can't even get through that sentence without laughing. I love how this episode really kind of introduces more of the entourage dynamic. Mm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And has more, like, starts to get Grizz and Dotcom in the show more. Because they're really great characters. Yeah. They just don't get a lot of time in season one. Um, For sure. Something that I love about 30 Rock is that when we get to... Well, it's... What I love about 30 Rock and this podcast, when we get to describe the jokes to each other, <laughs> it's just as funny as when you hear it on the show. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> even funnier. Well, because you actually have to explain what's happening. Like, Tracy has Grizz come sit on him to calm him down. It's so funny to, like... <laughs> Explain that that was his thought process. <laughs> I'm upset. Grizz needs to sit like, on the me. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like when we went to that, I think you should leave party. Part of it was we played a game where uh, we flipped over a piece of paper that had one of the sketches on it. There are 57 sketches in the show, and you had to accurately, you had to say one line from that sketch, and it's like. It's crazy how quotable a show can be sometimes, where you just see one thing and it's like, oh, I know, like, every single one of the laugh lines in that. And it's so fun to just sit around and say out loud, like, I'm worried the baby thinks that people can't change. Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, we should definitely play that with 30 Rock episodes. Ooh, I'll fly to Chicago for that. And you'll fly <laughs> to Chicago for Hairspray. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I love Hairspray. Anyways. For what? Hairspray is so, going on Hairspray? tour um, to South oh, Dakota God. and not to Boston. <laughs> there, okay, yeah. It's not coming to Boston and is not coming to Nebraska. But for some reason, it's going to South Dakota. And Nina weird. West is starring as um, oh, is, uh, Edna, Edna Turnblad. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So I'd very much like to see it because it's my favorite musical next to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. God. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liz and Jenna are prepping for Jenna's appearance on Hardball. Liz tries to get Jenna to be a little more nuanced in her answers, giving her examples that go right over Jenna's head. Liz encourages her to be confident and tells her to answer Barack Obama if they ask Jenna who she's voting for in the next election. Jenna expresses her doubt that a black man will win the presidency. And she goes, and he wants to be president? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I love dated jokes about, like, Barack Obama running for president. Um, Gilmore Girls does it as well. And I just think it's so funny. Because there was so much, like, disbelief and doubt expressed over Barack Obama winning the presidency. And then he fucking did it twice. Up in Jack's office, Jack has bought new furniture to give him an edge in Josh's negotiation. Josh's? Josh's agent jumps right in with his desired terms, and Jack counters with one dollar. Liz realizes this is going to be a long negotiation. Alan reveals that he knows about Josh's favorable testing. Liz tries to shut Josh up, but Josh tells Jack that Liz was the one that shared this information with him. Jack is disappointed in Liz. Uh, this joke about time off for every Jewish holiday, no matter how ridiculous, reminds me of my work's policy where we have two paid off days a year. They call them float days. 
and you're allowed to take any day off that you want to, as long as you say it's for some specific holiday. And last year, I took Kelsey's birthday off under the guise of International Men's Day. Wow. Are you a meninist? Uh, I know I am. November 17th last year, I certainly was. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing else. Like, usually... Usually there will be, like, for example, like a Jewish holiday where you're just like, yes, of course, I'm celebrating this. They'll let you pull from the randomest things as long as you just say, like, yes, I am doing this on this day, and it's fine. But I couldn't find anything else other than International Men's Day. Well, if it worked, it worked. It worked. I see no shame in that. I think it's so dumb that we don't get Jewish holidays off anyways. I agree. Or, like... Like, in general, I think that, um, like, at least, like, for the biggest religions in the country, like, Christianity, Islam, Judaism are all very widespread popular. It would make sense if we're getting Christian holidays off to get the other ones off, too. But anyways. Uh That is what I am saying. Like, we're seriously going to celebrate Columbus Day, but not Yom Kippur. Like, let me be clear. Yeah. I am saying this. Because I want to get out of work as much as possible. (laughs) Sure, we should celebrate all religions, ideally. I'm specifically fighting for it so that I get a break. I'm saying this because I'm going to convert to Judaism one day, and I want to be able to get off work and not have to use my, my, like, vacation days for that. Do they make you? I guess it probably depends on the office. Uh, Yeah, sure. Down in the dressing room, Grizzin.com play Halo with Kenneth and tell him to let Tracy win things. Tracy comes in and realizes that Grizzin.com are letting him win. We see flashbacks to Tracy winning with wrong answers at trivia games and dunking basketballs with Grizz's help. Tracy, who is upset, disbands the entourage. I love when he talks about the transitive property. It is so funny. On Hardball, Chris Matthews and Tucker Carlson, uh, what? Make fun of Jenna for having political opinions. Jenna insists that she has just as much of a right to her opinion as either of them. Chris reminds Jenna that she's been on the show for 20 minutes, sang six bars of a song called Muffin Top, to which she says, thank "Thank you, (laughs) and then told a disgusting story about Fleet Week. Jenna tries to prove herself to these men, saying that if the president is so serious about the war on terror, why doesn't he just hunt down and capture Barack Obama before he strikes again? That's why she's voting for Osama in 2008. Liz faints, and the hardball hosts are stunned. That, I just want to say, um, first of all, hilarious. Again, we all know that I love this bit. But um, (laughs) at one point in time, like maybe a couple years ago, my dad was trying to explain something um, that happened on hardball or like how ridiculous of a show hardball was. And he was explaining to me what hardball was because I had obviously never seen or watched it, whatever. Um, sure. And he starts talking about it and I'm like, wait a second, that's on 30 rock. And he's kind of like, <laughs> God damn it. You're right. Like, yeah, I should have just said it's in this 30 rock episode. <laughs> that's the only thing I know hardball from. Imagine, imagine how, Bat shit insane. It would be to put Tucker Carlson on your show in the year of our Lord 2021 in general, let alone have one of your main characters call him super hot. Well, I don't know if we're supposed to um, respect Jenna's opinions. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, you're right. It would be insane. Was he okay. always as psychotic as he yes. is now? Okay. That was the whole thing. The entire thing, according to my father, who explained was explaining this to me. Um, the entire thing with Hardball is just like crazy people yelling at each other. Tucker Carlson. So is Tucker always Carlson been was appropriate. Yeah, yeah. No, that like he's always been like that. He's just now like. You know, I think they've definitely pitched it off the deep end a little bit more in the last several years. Like, yeah. I think that the sensationalism has certainly gotten worse on Fox News. Sure. Since well, yeah, absolutely. But like, people like Alex Jones were hooting and hollering about things like this since the '90s. Um, there was a girl in my sorority named Alex Jones, Ooh. and <laughs> when I heard when I heard that this girl's name was Alex Jones. I was like, oh, that sucks for her. And then I met her, and I was like, no, this is a very appropriate for her to have oh, this name. No. Um, <laughs> someone in my sorority um, parked poorly in the parking lot, and she left a note on their car calling them the C-word and saying that they're, like, a waste of air. <laughs> and then our chapter president read the note aloud in chapter. She's like, guys, we cannot be calling our sisters runts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, literally, what's happening? Um, and it was Alex Jones. And I think that that name is just, it's appropriate for her. Have you guys seen the video of Michael Shannon reading the sorority letter? No. I don't know who Michael Shannon is. Okay. Well, I think you do. <laughs> do I? Let me Google it. Everyone. Hold on. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's in... Um. He's in uh, Kangaroo Jack. There you go. <laughs> um, there... <laughs> yeah, so there's the uh, University of Maryland DG letter. I think maybe the president of the DG chapter at the University of Maryland. That's insane. Did you guys read about this? It came out in 2013. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. It's... Um, it's great. I will, I'll text you guys the video of Michael Shannon reading it later. I'll put a little clip of him saying it at the end of this. Uh, it's really good. Everyone should look up Michael Shannon reads the story letter. It's amazing. And we will move on. In Liz's office, Jack asks which screw-up Liz would like to discuss first. <laughs> Jack tells Liz to have Jenna do an America-themed performance for a Salute to the Troops episode. They move on to the Josh issue. Sarid lets the two of them know that Josh is homesick today. Jack realizes he's doing a sick-out as a negotiation te technique. Liz insists that Josh is too good for that, and she offers to bring him some soup at home to make him feel better. Next, we see Tracy trying to dunk a basketball without Grizzin.com. Kenneth tries to convince Tracy that he needs his entourage, but Tracy says that he can only trust Kenneth. Kenneth proceeds to tell Tracy the truth about a lot of things, and Tracy gets visibly annoyed. Liz leaves 30 Rock and is confronted by Rachel Dratch as the angry woman protesting NBC. She goes across the street to pick up Josh's soup and finds Josh sitting there consorting with someone from The Daily Show. Liz gets very angry with Josh because she stuck up for him and he betrayed her. She storms into Jack's office and tells him she wants him to crush Josh like a bug. I just want to say um, that I love how whenever Rachel Dratch is on the show, we don't say Liz is confronted by an angry woman <laughs> protesting NBC. We say Liz is confronted by Rachel Dratch, who in this ha episode happens to be playing whatever, I guess. But it's always like 
or Jack finds Rachel Dratch on the street, who I guess is supposed to be a prostitute, but whatever, it's Rachel Dratch. Like, that's how we refer <laughs> to whatever character she is. Who is playing some sort of character, perhaps? I just think it's Rachel Dratch. I think it's yeah, just supposed no, to be Yeah, no, it really her. is. In Tracy's dressing room, we see how Kenneth is not doing his job as the sole member of the entourage to Tracy's liking. And that's it. That's the scene. That's it. It's over. Get out! Josh's negotiation resumes in Jack's office. Jack informs Josh that his offer from The Daily Show is gone, and the two quickly come to an agreement about Josh's contract. Liz is upset that Josh didn't get his ass handed to him. She makes him do the worm and lists five reasons why she's better than him. You're smarter than me. You read the paper. Hell yeah, I read the paper. (laughs) Josh's agent wants to be embarrassed too, so Liz tells him to be a crab. But he starts getting aroused, so Jack shuts it down. We then see the studio recording Jenna's performance of The America Song. She is all decked out in red, white, and blue, (laughs) and the stage is set up for a grand finale with spinning, on-fire pinwheels. The pinwheels light up, but do not spin, and end up looking like giant lit swastikas. This is another cat anus situation. They put this on TV. This was on TV. Just swastikas. Burning swastikas on yeah. TV. <laughs> it is wild to remember because I think that when you watch the episode and don't think about it, you're like, oh, this is so ridiculous and horrible. And they're do like, it would be so offensive if this was on TV. Like, that's what they're going for. But then you're like, wait a minute, it is on TV. They're showing it to <laughs> us right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they used to send that to everyone's house in America for free. Every week. And people were like, renew this show. (laughs) Elise, you have a connection to the America song. What's my connection to the America song? Oh, is that a real song? I thought that was something they made up for the show. No, it is. And Elise used to sing it in high school. Oh, yeah. I I did sing it all the time in high school. I love the America song. I thought you meant like I had like some like deep personal connection. Um, No, no, you just always told me that you used to play it in history class. Oh, yeah, we would play it in history class. But also I went to a fake (laughs) high school. Um, Fun fact, when I was applying to one of the colleges I was applying to, I don't even remember which one it was, but they had a system for their application where you would search your school and it would look it up on like the database of all of these schools and my school did not exist. I even tried, I was like, I even tried other schools that were like small private schools in Nebraska and they did have those, they did not have mine. My school was not real. Um. Wow. (laughs) Outside of 30 Rock, after this disaster, a large protest has gathered. Rachel Dratch is back. Not the character. (laughs) Rachel (laughs) Dratch. (laughs) Rachel Dratch is back, calling TGS totally godless suckers. Or Satanists. Tracy gets stuck in the crowd and calls for help. Grizz and Dotcom break through the crowd in slow motion to the tune of Tracy and Kenneth singing... And I will always love you. Shout out Dolly Tracy Parton. tells them he loves them. He loves them so much. He wants to take them behind the middle school and get them pregnant. They carry him away and the credits roll. I think this is, this a, is a very good episode. good episode. Obviously, again, and I've said it so many times, my favorite part of the episode, the whole Jenna plotline, um, the Tracy and the entourage is good. Like them, like they keep on like singing and harmonizing horribly and that's, absolutely incredible um and like i mean even like the like josh's negotiation thing is like fine it's not my favorite part of the episode but like you're not watching it like oh god when will this end 
um, overall, I think it is a good episode. Yeah, I think this is a really good episode. What I really like about this episode is that there are three ridiculous things going on, and two of them are really clear sets of character development. Um, Liz is clearly changing as a character. Yes. And Tracy and that whole group are changing as characters. Yes. Which I... Usually, in, in like, a good episode, you'll get one set of character development. Or sometimes in this show, no character development. No one. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is static the whole time. But in this episode, you have multiple sets of people that are, like, learning and getting better. And that's really cool. And they don't do it in... Because they do that in other episodes, like, um, in less interesting ways. They don't make it seem like, oh, it's time for our character development. Like, it's still ridiculous funny situations which is what 30 rock is so good at there are also just so many jokes in this episode that yeah i just think are so funny it's not like an episode like i for jack the writer where beep beep ruby ruby is like the only thing that i out loud <laughs> yeah like, there are <laughs> so many humorous highlights of this episode and i couldn't i like couldn't pick a favorite quote because they're so funny does anyone have a clearly defined favorite moment the hardball scene yeah that and i think my favorite quote the hardball scene like as a moment might be my favorite moment but my favorite quote is definitely when jenna's like they think what they're doing is so what they do is so important but it's just a bunch of gay guys prancing (laughs) around in costumes um I love when Liz is like, why would you come here when you're faking sick? <laughs> yes. I gave you a discount. <laughs> Josh's oh, incompetence is so funny. He's so stupid. Um, I love when he's taking a picture of his uvula and he says, does he my vulva, vulva look swollen? That's, it's, oh. And, and they said vulva on TV. A lot of people won't get that. Also, I mean, I didn't when I first watched it because I watched it when it came out and I was a child. Also, no man will get that. I got it. What? You know what a vulva is? Yes, I know what I think. I think that. Do you think I'm stupid? Molly, Molly, serious question. Do you think I'm a dumb person? No, but I think men just don't generally know what's going on with women. I think you're right that in general, there are probably a lot of men that that will go over their heads. I don't, I wouldn't say no man is going to get that. I think that a fairly solid number of men get that, but would you say that to your doctor or your surgeon? (laughs) My doctor's a woman. Jack confirmed meninist. Have fun taking off for International Men's Day, meninist. (laughs) And you know what? When I took that day off, I took it off so that I could secretly clean the house without Kelsey knowing. I cleaned the whole house. You That's cleaned nice. on your day off? Yeah, that was her birthday gift. Aww. She loves the house being clean, and I'm, I'm usually the one who makes it messy. And so I took the day off so that I could clean the whole house. I did all of the laundry, which is oh, normally my really job nice. anyway. Yeah, that's really nice. I thought you were just like, yeah, I like to clean, so I cleaned. <laughs> no, yeah. Kelsey doesn't like doing laundry, and I don't like doing dishes. So I do all of our laundry, and she does all of our dishes. It's a good trade-off. I don't like doing either of those things. <laughs> I need a maid. <laughs> I need Yadwiga. Anyway. <laughs> I need Rachel um, Dwat. Rachel Dwatch. 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 You need Rachel oh, Dwatch. Fuck. I, I wanted need to Rachel Dwatch. <laughs> I need Rachel Dwatch to come clean my house. I'm a little baby. 
I'm a very sexy baby. baby. (laughs) Jack has left the call. Um, Where do we put this on our best episode list? I think it's one of the best so far. I think it's towards the top, yeah. Yeah. Um, Does anyone have any, like, hold on, I'm trying to think. Um, I think it's better than Tracy Does Conan, but I I agree. I think it might be number three. I'd put it at three. I think it's better than Tracy Does Conan. I think it's better than Jack Meets Dennis as well. Hmm. Hold on, let me think. I need, yeah, I have to think. I, I need to think. Um, what happens in Jack Meets Dennis? Jack Meets Dennis, she says the, um, or he says this, is that the Salamander? No, that's the breakup. Huh. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's not. Okay, actually, you know what? I'm convinced. It is better than Jack Meets Dennis. Why did we put the breakup so low? If anyone sees a salamander, it's Liz's. That is that's one quote from the episode. Uh, his breakup speech? Yes, that's one scene from the episode, and it's in the mm. same scene. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Jack Meets Dennis might have been the salamander one. I can't remember at this point, but I do think that Jack is right, and this is better than Jack Meets Dennis. Okay. It, uh, salamander is, in fact, in, se- in episode six. Okay, okay yeah, it's okay, Jack okay. Meets Dennis. It's definitely not better than the rural juror. No, um, I think it's right after the rural juror. Okay. Because, again, you have to think of, like, like Jack Meets Dennis is a great episode, but also, if you're, like, I think that this one and Jack Meets Dennis are equally funny episodes, but this has more character development. It includes, Mm -hmm. like, all of the main cast. So, like, for that reason, I would say that it's better than Jack Meets Dennis. Okay, I think you're right. I'm, like, reviewing the outline right now, and I, I agree. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Good work, team. How about our deal breakers? Oh, um... I'm gonna go with uh, Tucker Carlson. Him just being here, that's my deal breaker. I don't like the guy. (laughs) Oh, my deal breaker is definitely Tracy, like, getting mad when people beat him at stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And, again, he grows as a person. He decides that he wants to, you know, I mean, not be treated the same, but he does, like, he's like, oh, I can't trust you because you're letting (laughs) me win. But he gets upset originally that people Mm -hmm. beat him at things. And I am a very competitive person. Like, I love playing, like, board games and stuff, and I love winning. But I would be so, like, mad if, A someone let me win i want to win because i'm good not because you let me win or b if someone got mad that i beat them like i just let's have a good old competitive game and whoever wins wins Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah absolutely my deal breaker is when jenna mixes up the two like Arabic names on the show Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden because that seems a little racist. For a second I forgot we were doing deal breakers and I thought we were doing favorite moments still and I was like what the fuck? (laughs) 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 No we're doing deal breakers. Like Um, there it's like when you mix up like the like I had a professor one time that she there were two asian students in the class and she mixed up Uh-oh. their names and i was like okay first of all we have name tags yeah. second of all they're very different people and you just you yeah 
Okay, I agree. I also, like, even though I did say that that's, like, my favorite moment in the show, not her mixing them up, but, like, you know, that concept Absolutely. Um, of her being an idiot, I yeah. completely forgot that that was a thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I, If you can correctly pronounce, like, an Irish name, then you can correctly pronounce any name in the world. That's how I see it. Like, if not, you're just racist. <laughs> I think like a Gaelic Welsh kind of name. That's the that's the baseline for being able to pronounce things. Yeah, that's what I not said. Not fucking anything else up. Yeah, you if you Irish. can pronounce Sersha Ronan, um, you can Irish say anything. Names are combos of Gaelic and Welsh. Like Irish covers both categories because a lot of people in Ireland. You can cut this part out. A lot of people in Ireland came from Wales <laughs> or they were original Gaelics. Um, don't come for me with Irish facts. I will beat you. Okay, since you're the expert on Ireland, explain yes. to me the pronunciation of the name Siobhan. What do you mean? It's Siobhan. What do you... The, the, the letters do not S-I-O-B-H-A-N. look like... <laughs> um, a lot of B-H's sound like V's. Um, it doesn't. It sounds like P. Different yeah. letters! Um, a lot of S's sound like H's. I don't know. I SHs. I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty. Siobhan is actually a pretty straightforward Irish name. If we want to get into some complicated ones, we can. Let's hear it. Um, oh, let me think. I played this game once with <laughs> my friend who um, is from Syria, and I was like, he, like, would send her an Irish name and like have her like guess how it's pronounced. And she was like, I am so pissed off that people act like they can't say my name or, like, my family's <laughs> name when these are literally not real words. <laughs> the letters <laughs> don't even make the sounds that they're supposed to make. Like, B-H should not make a V sound. But it's a different... Okay, let's see. What's a good one? C-A-O-I-M-H-E. How is that pronounced? C... Wait, spell it again. I need to write it down. C A O I M H E. Kaumhi. What the fuck? Uh, uh. I'm gonna say Kaum. Kema. Kiva. Nope. Kiva? That. Yeah. Okay. Kiva? Kiva. With a V? Yep. I. Kira, my my, my sister. My sister's name is Kira, and my parents decided um, last minute, I, I assume, because they originally wanted it to be, like, 100% Irish, but then they realized no one would pronounce it right, um, so they anglicized it to be spelled K-I-R-A, because in Irish, Kira is spelled C-I-A-R-A, which everyone would pronounce Sierra. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> what about, okay, one more. E O G H A N. Hold on. E O G H A N. Eogan. Oh, this is in this is in Skyrim, but I always play on mute, so I have no idea. <laughs> um, it's pronounced Owen. No. I thought it was gonna be Owen. Should have guessed it. Just spell it O W E N. <laughs> oh, I'm agitated. <laughs> Also, sorry to all the people that thought this podcast was going to (laughs) end. Yeah, we were like, time for it to end. Anyways, let me give you a little, like, 
Irish spelling lesson. Owen! That... <sighs> this just in, Molly hates people that are different from her. <laughs> I just don't want to hear anybody pronouncing Kamala Harris's name incorrectly anymore. Do not want to hear it. It's pretty easy. If names like this exist, Owen spelled Eogan. All right. Uh, where can everyone find you guys online? I am Croc fan page on TikTok and Twitter. I am Elise's the word everywhere else. And unlike my Irish heritage, I do spell those exactly how they sound. I am at MXLLYMAC on every platform. I am Jack William RTF, also on every platform. Please give us a rating review our podcast i get emails when they happen and it makes me go uh, so, <laughs> so if you want to make if, if you want to make me make that noise <laughs> i guess that might discourage you from rating the podcast <laughs> now there. people are going to specifically not do that because they'll be I so know, disturbed i know i know i know guys please do it anyways it's just like, you know, you'll have to put up with knowing that Jack's going to go, ee! <laughs> <laughs> Give us a subscribe so that you can hear me go, ee! every week. <laughs> and we will be back next week for episode 16, The Source Awards. Ooh. Okay, Bye, guys. guys. Goodbye. If Sigma Nu said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over, would you be happy? Would you? No, you wouldn't! So why the fuck do you do it to them? First of all, you shouldn't be post-gaming out of the frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend's in it. You don't go! You don't go!